Sukkah Per Gimel Mishnah Test 3.9. The Mishnah discusses the mitzvah of the Nanuim, of the shaking of the Lulav. Now, Midor Raisa, the requirement is simply to take Ulakachtem Lechem, meaning lift up those four Minim, and in so doing so, already Midor Raisa, he's fulfilled his obligation of taking the Lulav. However, Midor Banan, they were Misakin, that people should actually shake the lulav, and the shaking is done in the six directions, meaning right, left, forward, backwards, up and down. There are a couple of customs regarding the order of those six directions, but whatever the case is, um, it's shaken in all six directions, and it's brought down, and the Barthanor brings it here. The reason for that shaking in six directions is um, the four directions of the world, north, south, east, west, if you will, um, that is to ward off harmful winds as we're heading into winter, and up and down is to ward off damaging dew. Now, the Yushalmi adds that Tzarich Lenanea Shalosh Pam Al Kol Davar Vadavar. You need to shake three times for each thing, and there are variant understandings of what that's referring to. According to the Vartanor, like the Rambam, it means when you take your love and you move it, let's say, eastwards, so you move it east, you like shake it three times in the east, you pull it back towards yourself and shake it three times again. Then you'll, again, direct your lulav, let's say, to the south, you'll shake it three times, and then you'll bring it back to yourself, shaking it three times, etc. Others have learned it means that you move it to the east and then back to yourself three times, and then to the south and back to yourself three times. So there are different customs. Many have the custom of simply fulfilling both by shaking it in all six directions and doing that three times, south-east, 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 etc. And each time you go south and east, you also shake that lulav three times. So a lot of rattling going on. So that's how Chazal or Masakin the shaking. Now the Iker time to do it then is when you first make a bracha on Latilas lulav and shechian on the first day, and then you'll shake it in the six directions, shaking it Wilking it three times, Minanea is the, the wilking, the shaking of it three times, any direction, and some have the custom specifically to do it inside the sukkah. Whatever the case is, in addition to all of that, and that is none of that is really the topic of our Mishnah, in addition to all of that, Chazal established that we should also shake the Lulav in the very same fashion, six directions, three shakes, um, during the recitation of the Hallel, as we'll see later on. Later on in the Masech, then I call it in the next parak. There's a mitzvah of reciting Hallel on all seven days of Sukkot plus Shemini And during Hallel, which is the recitation of some six different uh, chapters of Tehillim. So in Kuf Yudiches, which is the last of them, Tehillim 118, uh, that verse begins and ends with the, the excuse me, that chapter of Tehillim begins and ends with the verse Hodul Hashem Kitov Kilolam Chasto um, Hodul Hashem Kitov um, Praise God for He is good Kilolam Chasto for His Chesed um, lasts eternally so it was established as we'll see in our Mishnah here to also shake the Lulav while one recites those verses beginning and end. I'm just a moment on my soapbox. The word is chasto with the samach, and when you say, when you recite the halal, you're going to actually say a bracha 
Ashkenazim say Likro Sahalel, Sephardim say Likmor Sahalel, whatever the case is, it's actually a, a specific mitzvah midrabanan to recite the verses of the Halal, and therefore it's important to pronounce them correctly. And although many hear, you may hear many people pronounce it Kilulam Chazdo, with like a Z Zion sound instead of a Chasto, like a S Samach sound, um, that's wrong and very not good. So make an effort to say Kilulam Chasto, um, which is easier, which is not as easy to pronounce, but the proper way to do it. In any case, um, so <clears throat> the reason why. We have a special additional shaking going on during the Hallel at that verse of Hodol Hashem Kitov Kilam Chasto is because based on a, a Midrash, the Midrash talks about how Yisrael, the Jewish people, emerge from Yemei Hadin, the judgments of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. And while you might have not known if they were victorious in judgment, um, they weigh their lulavs, which indicates they certainly were. And it's based on some psukim in Divrei Hayamim, Chronicles, this is Divrei Yom Aleph, Perak Tazayin, Pasuk Laman Gimel, and Laman Dal Laman Hey. The Pasuk says, Az Yerananu Atze Hayar, Melifnei Hashem. Then the trees of the forest sing before Hashem, Kivo Lishpot Esaretz, for he has come to judge the world. So that is a reference that Hafshat, the, um, the 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 judging is a is a is a reference to the Yemeyadin, and the Atzeyar are like the people holding their lulavim, the Jewish people, and the pasuk on say Hodul Hashem Kitov Kilalam Chasto. That's the first part. So you see, that's a reference to that's understood to be a like an allusion to the verses of our Hallel that we recite. But that pasuk continues on Ve'imru Hoshienu Elokei Yishenu, and they say, um, save us, God of deliverance. So that being the case, in addition to shaking the lulav in those six directions three times, when one says, Hod Lashem Kitov, Kilam Chasto, we also um, shake when it refers to the, the verses in that Kofiches that say, An Hashem Hoshiana, please, God, um, save, deliver us. So, redeem us. So, based on that midrash. Okay, so that's the basic story here. Now, in Kofir Ches, in the Hal, when we recite it, the verse, the whole long thing, there's a few songs, I'll call them, during Halal, um, which include Hod Lashem Kitov, twice, in the beginning and end, and then the Anashem's in the middle. So, that verse, Anahashem Hoshiana, it's only half a verse. The second half of the verse is Anahashem Hatzlichana, please God, um, allow us to be successful or something like that. So um, that's part of the very same verse. And because of that, we'll have a machlokis between Beishil and Beishama in our Mishnah. When one is ought to shake the lulav during Halal, is it just when he says, An Hashem Hoshiana, or also in that very same verse, with An Hashem Hatzlichana? Okay, with all that background, the Mishnah says, Veheichen Hayu Mena'anin, where during the restation of the Halal, did they do the shaking of the lulav? Behod l'ashem t'chila v'sof, at the verse that says, Hod l'ashem kitov kilalam chasto, at the beginning and at the end. Note that uh, as far as I know, Sephardic, uh, me, Ashkenazi communities across the board say that pasuk twice at the beginning and twice at the end. Hence, there's going to be two shakings at the beginning and two shakings at the end, in addition to the shakings of Anah Hashem, 
in the middle, um, whereas the uh, Sephardic custom, Shalina Eretz Yisrael, is saying at once at the beginning, at once at the end, so there'll be a little fewer shakings going on. Okay? Um, fine. In addition, Uva'ana Hashem Hoshiana, Divrei Beis Hillel. Beis Hillel hold in addition to the Hod L'Hashem Kitov Kilmachasto, beginning and end, you also say it during the Ana Hashem Hoshiana. Beis Hillel, excuse me, Beis Shame Omrim, Af Ba'ana Hashem Hatzlichana. You also should shake Lulav. In the second part of the verse, when you say Ana Hashem Hatzlichana, please Hashem, let us be successful. Now, Amr Rabbi Kiva, Tsofa Hayisi Baraban Gamlil of Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Kiva was a student of Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua. They were the Gedolei Hador in his time. Rabbi Gamliel was the Nasi. Rabbi Yeshua was Av Bezdin. And they were the Gedolim at the beginning of the period, um, the, the first generation after the destruction of the Temple. And he said he watched them, Shekolam Hayuminan Es Lulavehen, when all the nation was shaking their Lulav, Vehein Lo Ninu Ela Ba'ana Hashem Hoshiana. And reports Rabbi Kiva, Perhaps everyone else was shaking their lulav even during the Anashem Atzlichana, but they they were not. Um, they only shook it at Anashem Hoshiana. So it seems the setup of this mission is according to how the Gears is in front of us. Um, there was a widespread custom to shake at both Hoshiana and Hatzlichana. Um, perhaps the same way nowadays, there's, you know, when people get into the shaking stuff, they shake, even though they don't need to shake, kind of like. If you watch people doing a Kedusha, for example, they start jumping up on their toes all over the place when it's not necessarily required, and they start, you know, bowing a different direction, not say when it's necessarily required. Zel, Zev, Amar, and so so maybe also in the time of the Lulav shaking, they shook during the Anashem Hatzlichanaz, and Rabbi Kiva was not sure if that was appropriate or not, so he turned his eyes, Sofa, you see, I, I, I gazed upon, I looked carefully at the... What were they doing? And since they only shook their lulav in the first part, An Hashem Hoshiana, Rabbi Akiva confirms that is the proper time and only time to do it, like Beis Hillel. Now, according to the Girsa of the Bartanura, which is not our Girsa, he had an extra word there. According to the Bartanura, the Girsa is they only they shook Ba'ana Hashem Hoshiana Bilvad only during An Hashem Hoshiana, which according to the Bartanura means that. Rabbi Kiva is reporting that they did not follow the custom of Beis Hillel, even though Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel were from Beis Hillel. But it seems they, de- according to that girsa, according to the Bartanora, they departed from the custom reported here as Beis Hillel's custom. And instead, they only did, they only did the the shaking at the Anhashem Hoshiana and not at Hatzlichana, but also not at the Hodel Hashem Kitov. So they're free to have three shittas according to the Bartanura, um, excluding, so the Tanakama holds, you say the Hodel Hashem and Hoshiana, base Shammai adds the Hatzlichana, and Rabbi Akiva says only the Hoshiana and not the Hodu and not Hatzlicha. Um, at all events, the Halacha is like the Tanakama, base Hillel, that we shake during Hodel Hashem Kitov, as well as Anashem Hoshiana, the number of times we repeat it, each according to their minag and their community. Okay. Now, the Mishnah has another point. It's like a new topic here. The mitzvah to shake lulav is applicable during the daytime. Um, that's based on the Pasuk, which says, bayom harishon, on the first day, but bayom during the day. 
not the night. So we're going to talk about obligation to shake during just the day. And also, now mid-oraisa, it's only on the first day, but outside of the temple precincts, the other days are mid-orabanan. And therefore the Mishnah says, Misha Babaderach, someone who came from a trip, and he traveled without a lulav in his hand, which means he's arrived now, let's say he came back home from his trip, and he now for the first time has access to his lulav. So this must be a case of Cholom Moed, because traveling distances is forbidden during Yom Tov, of course. We just finished Mesech's Erevin not long ago. Um, but but um, on Cholom Moed, one could travel, and although one ought to Mitzvah Babi Yadcha Al Tachmitzena. You have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, don't delay. And Zrizin Makdim on the mitzvahs. The first thing you should do is shake your, do your mitzvah, like shake your love. This guy didn't for whatever reason, um, and therefore he came in late. So then, since he didn't have a, a lulav biadol litol, he didn't have a, hand, a, a lulav in his hand to shake. Likishikanes laveso yitol al shulchano. He should shake it right away at his table. Now, what does it mean at his table? So, the normal. Application is of across the board. The general rule is that if a person has a mitzvah to do because of those psukim and principles of Suiza Magdiman, you are to do your mitzvahs before you do any of your personal needs like eating. That's so you first you daven, say Kriyashma, etc., before you eat. And same go for Lulav, you would have to shake Lulav before you eat. If you didn't, so the rule is, of course, you're supposed to, as soon as you remember, do what you got to do. If you're in the middle of a meal, so if you're talking about a mitzvah to oraisa, so you're supposed to stop what you're doing and and do your mitzvah then and there. We learned these halachas a little bit in the beginning of Masechah Shabbos. If you recall, we're talking about um, eating before davening mincha, etc. I was over there and taking haircuts and so on and so forth. Okay? So the rule is you know, you're supposed to do your mitzvah first, but if you started, you're going to stop your meal now to shake a little. If you can wait till the end and do it afterwards. Um if it's a mitzvah derabanan, you can wait till the end. If it's a mitzvah derais, you're supposed to stop in the middle and do it right away. Okay, our case, our story is a person came from a distance. That means we're talking about a cholamoed event. Therefore, we're talking only mitzvah derabanan because only on the first day, which is the yom tov, is there mitzvah derais. And therefore, he really could wait till the end of his meal and then shake his lulav. Unless, of course, he sees the sun is setting. Since you have a deadline of daytime, bayom. So therefore, if he's sitting having lunch and the sun is setting, he has to stop mid-meal at his table, and shake his ulav to make sure he gets in his mitzvah before the window closes and the sun sets. So that's how to understand these words in the Mishnah. Lo natal shachris, if a person in general failed to shake lulav at, at the shachris for whatever reason, yitzel ben harbaim, he can shake in the afternoon, it's not a problem. Shakol hayom kash lulav, the whole day long, meaning but not the nighttime, is an acceptable time to shake a lulav, and therefore for whatever reason you didn't shake it in the morning, you can shake it right until... Um, certainly until sundown.